You're listening to the Quality of Love Podcast. Your home for all things love, relationship, and mental health. Hosted by nationally certified life and relationship coach, Tyrone Dixon. Sit back, relax, and get tips on creating the life you deserve without wasting any more time. Welcome to the Quality of Love Podcast. I am your host, Tyrone Dixon, nationally certified life and relationship coach, husband, father to two beautiful princesses, and CEO and founder of Rose Through Concrete Consulting. Thank you guys for taking the time out to listen in with us tonight. We really appreciate it. You made it to another Wednesday, guys. That means we got another question and answer episode geared up for you guys and ready to go. Just want to say before we get into this episode, thank you so much. We've reached uh, 7,500 downloads. It's actually over 7,500, but we've gotten to over 7,500 downloads for the podcast. So I think that's pretty cool. And I want to say thank you to everyone that's downloaded, that's listened, that's subscribed, that's followed, all of that good stuff, man. I really, really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. But I know you guys are here tonight to get some questions and answers to get those narcissist questions answered, to get those relationship questions answered, and get those mental health questions answered, right? So before we do that, let's get into our quote of the day. And the quote of the day is very, very simple today. Um, It came to me as I was actually gearing up to get this show um, cued and and written. Um, And it's simple as, as pie, right? And that quote is, scared money does not make any money. Again, that quote, is scared money does not make any money. And that quote has actually been with me since I was younger. Quote uh, a lot of my friends and I say to one another to this day. And the idea behind that quote, guys, is that don't be afraid to take a big risk because big with big risks come big rewards, right? So with big risks come big rewards. So don't be scared to, to put yourself out there, to believe in yourself, to believe in your team. And you'll, you'll definitely see mountains and mountains moved because of your belief system. Question number one, I dumped my ex after a week. She is taken already. I am shocked. Do you have any advice? Once again, that question is, I dumped my ex after a week. She is taken already. I am shocked. Do you have any advice? Any advice, excuse me. Yes, I do. And that advice would be stop playing with people. Right there. Are, I know you might think that it's cool to go into these fits and then try to act cool and then get into these bouts of rage and then try to be cool again or to simply think that you can play with someone's emotions or feelings like that. And realistically, that's just not how things work. Right. If uh, actually I'll go cliche. You guys know I like using those cliches here on my podcast. So one man's trash is another man's treasure right? Keep that in mind and remember that. So those times where you feel like you can have an attitude with the female or you can get upset with the female and that's okay because she'll always keep running back. I promise you there'll be a time in which she will not run back to you and she'll move on. And again, that neurological pathway that she had that was firing for you will start firing in another direction and you will be like you are now shocked because you're playing around, right? If you love someone, if you really like enjoy your your woman's company then let her know that and show that right don't play with her emotions or play with her feelings because i can guarantee you there's a gentleman out there that will gladly take your trash and make it a treasure 
Question number two, is it normal to feel relieved when a friendship ends? Once again, that question is, is it normal to feel relieved when a friendship ends? I would say, yeah, especially if it was a toxic friendship. Sometimes we get involved in friendships and or we've been involved in friendship for so long that we don't quite feel comfortable with exiting on our own or on our own, excuse me, or creating exits on our own. So we stick around, right? We stick around for sake of friendship or for sake of like, we've known this person for so long, right? And then when that type of relationship finally ends, it's like, oh my gosh, like, woo wee, thank God that person is gone out of my life, right? So that is actually normal. What I would invite you to do now going forward is proactively um, flush people out of your life that do not benefit you right now you guys have heard me say it quite a bit on this podcast if you're new to listening to my podcast then um, I invite you to do relationship inventories every three months and what that is is it's simply writing all of the relationships that you have in your life down and deciding and being brutally honest with yourself and deciding is this relationship have or does this relationship have a mutual benefit if it doesn't then you have to reevaluate that relationship and put it in the category for what it is right if you're taking too much from that person then you have to admit that if that person is taking too much from you in the relationship then you have to admit that and bring it to their attention and see if they're willing to adjust on that right but Yes. Like I've been in relation in friendships, excuse me, that have ended or like co-working relationships that have ended. And I'm like, thank God I don't talk to this person anymore. Right. Because sometimes people can just be a drain on your energy and on your life, man, in general. Question number three, what makes people give unconditional love? Once again, what makes people give unconditional love? That's actually a really good question. I had not considered unconditional love um, for a long time, actually, probably a few years now, because I've been focusing on unconditional acceptance. But I did have an interview recently uh, with the one and only Tommy B from Fearless Queens. And she told me that during our conversation, she shared with me that she her concept of unconditional love is just loving yourself. Right. And then being able to properly love yourself so much that you can emit that energy and and emit those vibes down to other people. And again, I had not considered that, but I think that that's where where I would start. Right. So when it comes to giving unconditional love, if you can't give that to yourself, the unconditional love, unconditional grace to yourself, then I think that that's what makes you understand that you need to be able to give more of yourself. Right. So understanding that you are totally in love and and compliant within yourself will allow you to give unconditional love to others, right? So that's what I would say. Again, follow Tommy B. She always has something for those fearless queens out there. Um, and that that was that's what she gave me, that gem. So I pass that on to you. I also, you know, I have to throw my spiel in there. I would also invite you to not focus on unconditional love so much and try to focus on unconditional acceptance. And when we talk about unconditional acceptance, it's simply accepting your partner or friend, family member, whoever it is, for who they are, but then having the understanding that they're willing to improve or they're going to work to improve, right, every day and every single day. So as long as someone's willing to improve and willing to be held accountable for their actions, don't focus on unconditional love. Instead, shift your focus to unconditional acceptance. Question number four, how does physical and emotional trauma affect you over time? 
Once again, that question is, how does physical and emotional trauma affect you over time? Actually, there's studies, there's a ton of studies that you guys know I like my little neuroscience. So there are quite a few studies that that show that physical and emotional trauma over time can damage the pathways in your brain. For layman's term, it can damage the way you think, right? So if you're in a constant state of fight or flight, your body and your brain adapts to that state, right? So that causes you to think irrationally, even in rational situations, right? It really, really does a um, a number on your brain, on your, your pathways that fire off in your brain. There's a woman by the name of Beth Babcock that I invite you to check out on YouTube. Going back a couple of years ago, um, they started doing step brain study. So she started doing neuroscience. Um, and she has this amazing Ted talk about how people who experience prolonged poverty and prolonged trauma have a different way of having their brain wired or their way, their brain, excuse me, is wired differently, which I, I actually watch it every couple of months because it's so fascinating to me that growing up in trauma can literally put holes or, or dark spots on your brain, right? So I know I went on a little spiel there, but I, I definitely invite you to check out that Beth Babcock video. Um, it does a really, really good job of showing you what someone's brain looks like being exposed to trauma over a prolonged period of time versus someone who was allowed to live a relatively normal life where trauma wasn't an everyday thing. Right. So it, it does have an effect on you. It's a negative effect in every case. It's never a positive effect. It alters the way your brain is wired. Question number five. How far have you traveled to see another person, guy or lady that you've never met? Once again, that question is, how far have you traveled to see another person, guy or lady that you've never met before? Oh, I I have to admit, I, I've, I've done some crazy things in my life. And I think in college, I traveled like two and a half hours to meet someone that I met online face to face. Right. I just wanted to make sure she was real and authentic and all that good stuff. So two and a half hours would be the answer to that question. Um, nowadays, though, I would be very, very careful with that. We're living in a much different time than when I was in college. I think there was a little more um, discretion, so to speak. Nowadays, people are nuts. So um, I would not invite you to travel a long ways to meet someone. And if you do, make sure you meet them in a safe space where they can't abduct you or, or take you away or anything like that. And then finally, question number six, how do I know I am ready for a new relationship? Once again, that question is, how do I know I am ready for a new relationship? I think you're ready. You know, you're ready for a new relationship when you have put everything in place that you would expect from a partner. Right. So if you want a partner that's extremely patient, then you've worked on your patience to the point where you feel like you're good to go. If you want someone that's extremely faithful, then you've been faithful to your relationships outside of your partner, right? So you're, you've committed to having a relationship with your mom. You've committed to renewing those relationships that you may have fractured in the past. You've committed to self-care, right? Knowing yourself and realizing what triggers you have as well. And then lastly, when it comes to getting involved in a new relationship, the most important thing is that you're willing to practice unconditional acceptance. And I just said it, but I feel like it, it 
it's worth repeating when we talk about unconditional acceptance, it's accepting your partner for who they are right now in the moment, but also knowing and having the expectation of them that they're going to continue to work to improve, to be a better human being, to be a better partner, husband, um, cousin, brother, whatever the case may be, right? Understanding that they are where they are now. But they're going to continue to work to become a better person. Right. And I think that once you're willing to unconditionally accept someone and not have expectations for them or force expectations on them, then that's that's pretty much the point where you're ready for a new relationship. All right. Let's touch on this insight from a former narcissist. Do narcissistic women run off repeatedly? Once again, that question is, do narcissistic women run off repeatedly? Um, I would say, yeah, to an extent, for sure. I, but I don't think it's necessarily running off with any narcissist, not just women. I think it's finding a new supply, right? So it's, oh, oh, holy crap, the jig is up. This person, this man in this instance has figured out all my tricks, all my uh, traits, all my behaviors. So instead of continuing on with this relationship, I'm just going to run off or ghost them is a new thing, right? That a lot of people are doing where they're just disappearing and not saying why they're leaving or not, not expressing themselves within a relationship. Yes, that does happen. And the reason that it happens is because this woman is probably has probably found a new supply or a new man that she can kind of drain the energy out. If you have been fortunate enough to be run off on by a woman that is a narcissist, I know it can suck to begin with, but over the long term, you're definitely going to come out the winner in that situation because she would have just drained all your energy or like finances, uh, credit, all of those things are something that narcissistic women are infamous for uh, doing to men. Question number two. How do you break a trauma bond with a narcissist? Once again, that question is, how do you break a trauma bond with a narcissist? I think with with any narcissist, you got to continue to be upfront with them and hold them accountable for everything that they do, right? So understanding that you have a trauma bond with this person, right? So you guys connect because you both experience similar trauma saying that right and and having that conversation with him or her and saying hey listen i realize that over time we may have connected because we have a trauma bond but this this relationship is not beneficial to me for a long term or in the long term so therefore i have to create some distance between you and i or we have to end this relationship if there's no kids you can terminate the relationship but um, we have to end this relationship or terminate this relationship because it's not going to be beneficial to you in the long run. Question number three, why do people mercilessly crucify narcissists when they when we have all agreed it is their very nature to be beastly and obnoxious? Once again, that question is, why do people mercilessly crucify narcissists when we have all agreed it is their very nature to be beastly and obnoxious? Um, I think that, so there, I won't say, yeah, oh, that because they need to be held accountable. But I think that the, the answer to your question is, yes, we're aware of a lot of their behaviors. Yes, we're aware of a lot of their um, characteristics and traits and so forth. But that does not mean we still do not need to hold this individual accountable for their actions. Because I think that's where the disconnect with narcissists and other individuals come into play. Right. Yes, we know you're a narcissist. Yes, we know you're self-centered and you you have all of these traits that you may have grown up with. But 
Are you willing to be held accountable for your actions? And are you willing to admit that you have some work to do? If you are not, then I think people have every right to not crucify, of course, that that's extreme, but people have every right to call people out that they feel maybe a narcissist, especially if they're involved in their life, right? So if it's a partner or a boyfriend, a girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever it is, and this person is a narcissist, you don't just say, oh, well, you know what? This person has had these beastly and obnoxious traits for so long. Let me just leave them be. No, you continue to hold them accountable for their actions because that's, that's how we grow. Right. That's how we grow. That's how we improve. And that's how we mature as human beings. If said person is not willing to mature, then you still hold them accountable for their actions. They just don't get one over on you. They can get one over on anybody else. But when it comes to, to you and me, for example, I'm holding people accountable for their actions because there's far too many people that slip through the cracks and pass off the responsibilities for their actions. Question number four, how do narcissists react when you stop chasing them? Once again, that question is, how do narcissists react when you stop chasing them? Typically, if they there's two responses for a narcissist if when you stop chasing them. Number one, they'll try to find a way to create a victim environment where they play the victim and they'll want you to chase them and give you reasons to chase them, right? Like, oh, well, I had such a bad life as a child or uh, I had so many negative relationships that this is why I'm like this. And they'll try to re-engage you in the chase. The second thing that I've seen most commonly done when it comes to narcissism um, is they'll just find a new supply, right? They'll find somebody else who they can take advantage of, who they can drain their energy and who they can feel like they can, um, they have created a codependent relationship from. Question number five, how can I outsmart my ex-narcissist in therapy when she's already brainwashed the therapist? Once again, that question is, how can I outsmart my ex-narcissist in therapy when she's already brainwashed the therapist? I would call everybody in the room out, right? So if if your ex is displaying these narcissistic traits while you guys are in therapy and you're in the therapist is just kind of like yucking it all up, I would say to both of them, like these are the, the traits that she displayed in my relationship or in our relationship. And I did the same thing that you're doing right now, therapist. I believed her and I fell for her charm and I fell for her charisma. But then I realized down the line that all of this is just a facade. Right. She's just putting on a mask and pretending that she's this great person when, in fact, she's done all of these things in the past that have caused me to feel like my feelings are not validated or my feelings don't matter. And I would just continue to lay it out like that throughout all the therapy sessions, because if your therapist is extremely skilled, then he or she should be able to pick up on these behaviors and redirect them in some way, shape or form. Right. Maybe not call your ex out and say, hey, don't be trying your narcissistic tricks on me or anything like that. But saying something along the lines of I can appreciate your courteousness and your honesty and I can appreciate the fact that you value my opinion. But let's stick to this or let's stay focused on this. And literally, like I said, that's the easiest way to keep everybody on track in the therapy session, because now you're calling out the narcissistic traits and narcissistic actions. And you're putting the ball in the therapist's court saying, hey, now you have the skill set. What are you going to do about it? 
that's all the questions that I have for you guys tonight. Remember, you guys are more than welcome to hit us up at TQLP20 at gmail.com with any questions that you guys have for our Wednesday episodes. Once again, that's TQLP20 at gmail.com. Also, be on the lookout. I'll have a couple interview confirmations that I'll be uh, doing over the course of the next couple of weeks. And then on March 20th, please, please, please join me on a live. I'll be uh, live with the Pod VCon answering questions, doing a show very similar to what I do tonight with the Q&A. And uh, that'll be more of a global audience at the Pod VCon. We're doing something special for people that are on spring break and want to listen to some podcasts. So quality of love has a ton of things going on. Thank you guys for keeping me involved in the loops. Thank you guys for interviews, for feedback on interviews and all that good stuff. As we continue to grow and we continue to evolve, I I never want to lose that gratitude element of this podcast. And as always, guys, remember the quality of love and relationships that you have in your life will determine the quality of your life. Peace and love.